Hi there, this is Ryan File from the Mail Tribune, and you're listening to The Insider. If this is your first time here, welcome. The format is pretty simple. I see a story of ours that required a bit more elbow grease than usual, and I talked to the writer about that to get a behind-the-scenes look at how they pulled it all together. I have a bit of a perennial guest today. It's certainly not by design, but Vicky Aldis just seems to always end up doing deep dives that take quite a bit more work and elbow grease to produce, and those are the kinds of stories I like talking to journalists about. This past Sunday, Vicky focused on the full-time medical examiners at the Jackson County Sheriff's Department and the difficult job they're tasked with. To quote Vicky's story, their caseload is death. Murders, suicides, accidents, drug overdoses, and other sudden or unattended deaths. Once again, welcome, Vicki. Thank you for having me. You bet. Something that immediately struck me about this story are the bad memories that it triggered. I mean, you lead off this story with the Criado murders, which was this ghastly quintuple homicide back in 2011, I think it was, where a man drugged his children and stabbed them and his wife before setting the house on fire. It remains one of the hardest, probably the hardest, uh, public safety cases I helped cover. And I actually still think about it from time to time. I was just a few months in here when it happened. So with that in mind, what was it like to get these two men, Detective Tim Pike and Detective Ben uh, Fazio? Fazio? Fazio. Fazio, okay. To recall multiple cases like that. Well, when I went in, my intention was not to have them tell me the 10 worst cases that you can't get out of your mind. Um, that was not my goal. My goal was to find out what do you do And based on the fact that your job is investigating death, how do you cope with that? And I was more interested in the the coping side of it than walking them through every gruesome memory they could recall. Because especially for Tim Pike, who's been doing it for 18 years, that would just be an excruciating exercise. Um, So, But the cases like the Criado murder did just come up naturally as we were talking um, but as I said, it wasn't my intention to go in there and try to be pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to take on this story? Well, I t- tend to think of people in two categories. And a lot of people just go through life and they're in this safety bubble. Oh, nothing really bad can happen to me or the people that I love. And then there are other people who realize that's not true. And they are inside the circle of understanding and knowledge, for lack of a better way of phrasing it. So... I like talking to people who are so deep within that circle of understanding and knowledge. What can they tell the rest of us about life and about death? Hmm. And I know that you encountered some skepticism when you pitched this initially. Um, What happened there? And and how did you reassure these guys that you tell this story honorably and accurately? Well, when I talked to Detective Tim Bike, I had called him on the phone because he won a statewide award. And I said, hey, I want to do a feature story about you. And of course, (laughs) he is um, in that group of people, police officers and firefighters, who don't want to be the center of attention. Mm -hmm. They are more than happy, and it is their job to be there during the worst possible times to help everybody out. But they don't like to step into the limelight and try to win glory for themselves somehow. That's not what they're about. So I really had to assure him that I, I, you know, (laughs) I do want to talk about you. I do want to show people what kind of person you are. At the same time, I know that you have things that are interesting and informative and that are good for members of the public to know. So if you can pitch it as a 
almost a public good. You are helping people understand your job and the larger world. I think he was a little bit more willing to do that. Also, it's true of police officers and firefighters. If they do wind up in a story, even if they're just quoted in passing, they will often get teased mercilessly back at the office. They also have to buy donuts Yes, they have to buy donuts sometimes. And I know Ashland Fire and Rescue went back when I used to cover them. Anytime I mentioned one of them in an article, they had to buy ice cream for the whole station. (laughs) So they get a lot of ribbing if they do step out of the shadows. Mm -hmm. And I got the sense from reading this story that these detectives you spoke to are uh, quiet, I guess. Um, And and this was even before I watched your video. So tell me about their presence and like how they discuss this difficult work, you know, how, how their demeanor is. Is it apt to say that they're quiet or? I don't know if they're quiet. Um, I know that they're good at joking around in the office and getting along with other people. At the same time, they're very thoughtful. They're very wise. They're very compassionate. They are the kind of people who you would want to be there in the worst case scenario. I talked to the police chief over in Talent, and he's known Tim Pike for many years. And the Talent Police Chief told me that if one of his family members was the victim of a violent crime and had died, that Tim Pike would be one of the people on the short list of who he would want investigating the case. So if you get a police chief saying, these are the kind of guys I would want investigating if my family member died, I don't know how, I don't know what greater compliment there could be than that. Yeah. Obviously, the subject matter of this is is troubling and, and disturbing. Um, what was it like for you to step into this dark place to get what you needed to write this story? As you mentioned with the Criado case being one that, because you had to go out there on that morning, um, we're all troubled in the newsroom by things that we've seen. Um, but I do enjoy talking to people who are even at a deeper level than us. Um, the Criado m- murder... That's something that people still talk about in the community. When I went over to Asante, the hospital, it's something they talk about over there that when they think about the trauma that their doctors and nurses and other hospital staff endure, they bring that up. So it does have a wide ripple effect throughout the community. Everybody's affected, and it's just a bit of a degree who's affected the worst. The emergency responders who are trying to give CPR to a child who is dead basically. So it's good. It's good to talk to people and learn from their wisdom and how they keep going and how the rest of us who our jobs are not that hard. What can we learn from them about how we can move forward as well? So you kind of look at it as a uh, sort of instructional for you for almost, because, because like you said, we deal with these things, but, but from a distance, we're not right up close there. Do you think that that offers needed perspective? I think it does put things in perspective. You know, it's if I think I've had a bad day, <laughs> it's nothing compared to what they've had. And I've learned from people. Um, the series that we did before together, you and Ryan, where we talked to people who have to investigate child physical and sexual abuse. Yeah. I really learned from their perspective of it doesn't pay off to become emotional and to become angry while the thing is going on. Um, Try to be more professional. Try to keep your emotions under wraps. 
And but that doesn't mean that you don't care that you aren't compassionate, but I've learned from that. Um, I, I try not to get as upset. I don't get as upset as I used to if someone sends me a nasty email, for example. So it, talking to people who do the hardest things, have the hardest jobs, does help put everybody's life and my life in perspective. Mm-hmm. One thing I appreciated about this story was that you uh, humanized these guys. And, and what I mean by that is you, you obviously wrote about the darkness they have to navigate but their story wasn't all darkness. Like I actually smiled reading the bits about the sheriff's office weight loss challenge and how different departments would plant Cheeto bags and fake flyers for pie eating contests to like antagonize each other departments. These are, these are people, you know, and they have to let off steam. They, I mean, they aren't Batman eternally brooding between cases. So, so why was that component important to you to include? I think for the public, it's easy to think that police officers and firefighters are just robots without emotions, but they do have emotions. Obviously, they get sad, and they are funny, too. Um, One thing that I didn't include in the story is (laughs) a practical joke that they did that bordered almost on cruelty. (laughs) There's a guy who works over there in the sheriff's office, and his name is Ben Weaver. He's very brave. In fact, he saved the life of a man who was stabbing himself to death. Um, but oh my gosh. Ben Weaver survived a grizzly bear encounter. What? Well, you would think, you know, you're in, you're at work and you get a pat on the back. Good job, Ben, for surviving the grizzly bear. Well, that's not what they did. They put a badly drawn drawing of a bear up in his workspace and said, this is the real bear that attacked Ben. They made a fake movie, a grizzly bear movie poster. They (laughs) decorated his office area with a a stuffed bear. I mean, this shocking and traumatic experience (laughs) that he went through, and here they are, not ridiculing him, but they're just using it as a way to make a joke. And one thing that Tim Pike said is they just like to find the weak point and go after it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, wow. What's the feedback on this piece been like after publishing? Uh, people like it. Um, they really like the inside perspective on people. They like understanding a job that they hadn't ever really thought about before. They like the human element. Mm-hmm. Have you heard from either detective or anyone at the sheriff's department about it specifically? Um, again, they're not the kind of guys who are going to call me and say, hey, I really liked the article that you wrote. Um, I hope they like it. I'll probably hear from them when I run into them again on another story. Um, so, yeah, but that's kind of the guys, kind of guys they are. But I, I hope that they like how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? I just wanted to say thank you again to Tim Pike and Ben Fazio for working with me on the story, um, showing the public what their job is, and for the work that they do, which I wish that nobody had to do this job, but um, someone has to, and they have stepped up to do it. Excellent. Thank you again for coming in. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Share this around if you can. Links to Vicky's story uh, and video um, are included in this. Until next time, you've been listening to The Insider.